We want to welcome everybody to another episode of The Real World. Uh, my boy Darren is sitting in here with me today. He had a topic that he wanted to get off his chest. So I wanted to get the chance um, to ex- actually explain something that is near and dear to kind of both of us. I think that all people have kind of gone through it. Um, but before we actually started that, I wanted to say a few things. One, if you got any questions, concerns, please feel free to send me an email. Uh, that's at therailworld at gmail.com. You can leave comments on SoundCloud, iTunes. I appreciate all the feedback that you give. Uh, secondly, this is one of those times where I think that um, I hate the the energy that I'm getting from certain spaces, right? I see that I feel like social media as a platform has been putting way too much energy into things that just frankly don't matter. And not that I want to, you know, go and spend a, a year on discussing it or having like a long drawn out conversation. But the truth of the matter is, is that at some point we have to stop fighting about everything and trolling stuff. Um, last week it was the Pepsi ad, uh, or maybe two weeks ago, but this week we've had, uh, I guess like a, a, a controversy with a shea butter commercial where they kind of came up with something. They're trying to, to be frank, uh, increase their market share. Currently, white people don't really use their product. So they included some white people in the ads. They had some black women. And there was like this huge backlash against something where, frankly, why? (laughs) Like, I'm so sick of fake outrage at this point. Like, if you want to outrage something, outrage against things that matter. Like, we know that there's crime in the city, right? We know that there's so much inequality and things that are going on. Why don't we focus some of this rage on the stuff that matters? Because at the same time that we're complaining about shit that doesn't matter, unfortunately, what that does is it distracts from the things that do. The things that really matter never get the light of day. That's the stuff that's always on the back page headlines. Nobody cares because it's not a big deal. There's never a big social media following about it. The Root and a bunch of other like, you know, reputable uh, outlets don't really discuss it. Well, they do, but it doesn't get the front page headline because it's not currently trending on Twitter. So I'm asking people, I'm asking specifically the black women on black Twitter who do a lot of the tweeting, please focus your energy on something that matters. And I know that this might be a touchy subject to y'all and y'all are going to kill me about it, but it's only right to tell you that at some point there are certain things that matter more than others. What somebody does with a hair product, why does it matter? In the bigger scheme of things, they weren't discriminating against black women. It's not tone deaf. They clearly got black women in it. I've watched both of them. Was it, you know, would, were you offended by the women that specifically said, hey, I didn't like my hair when I was younger because of X, Y, and Z reasons? Here's the truth of the matter. A lot of women felt that way. Most of the women that we grew up with, I'm 36 years old. Women got perms. It's a fairly new occurrence where women are very natural and they don't go to perm route. And I'm going to say new probably within like the last 10 years or so where a lot of women have gone that way. And they're kind of, you know, going against getting perms because that's what their grandmothers did and their mothers did and people before that. So I'm not trying to knock Madam C.J. Walker, who was, you know, I don't want to say she was the inventor of the perm, but she was pushing that in the 1920s. But at the same time, let's focus on something that really matters. So that was my PSA for the day. Uh, Now I want to jump into a topic that's really important to to Darren. Um, We wanted to just kind of discuss... a broad topic for uh, depression, mental health, uh, 
how men tend to deal with situations. Um, I'll ask you the first question, bro. Uh, and this is where I think that a lot of our problems with mental health actually start. As a child, were you taught as a man that it was okay to share emotions or to be emotional? Um, I guess to a certain extent, uh, you know, if you, you are, you're supposed to be masculine, you know, so crying and all that, nobody's looking at you to do that. You know, you're not supposed to be a whiny baby or anything like that. So, you know, I, I guess, you know, as a, as a, you know, a boy growing up, you're supposed to be masculine. So you're supposed to be outside playing football and, and running around and, you know, uh, roughhousing, you know, acting like a boy. So, so even if like, let's say we're all roughhousing, right? I get it from the physical aspect of it, but at any point, was it okay for you to, you know, let's say you're hurt about something and we all experience this as men. You start crying about something. What's the first thing that somebody says, man or woman, you know, when you're a child? Probably not to cry. I mean, I, I, you know. Now, now I asked that same question, like, now what if you were a little girl? Little girls have the tendency to have more emotions. So, you know, unfortunately. It, Do they it, have more emotions or is it okay for them to show the emotions that they have? So, because that's the one place that I think that we always tend to, to jump to. Men are just as emotional as women. Women just tend to show it differently because it's accepted by society. Well, that's true. I mean, well, unfortunately, that's how a lot of things is. But, you know, women, you know, they tend to show it in different ways. So if they want to, you know, cry or, you know, weep or whatever the case may be, they might show it in a different way than a man does. And a man might even, even though he might want to feel like he has to do that, he might keep it bottled in because of, you know, he doesn't want to look vulnerable in a situation. He wants to, you know, still keep his masculinity. So it's that mask that I feel like we're putting on, right? Um, you always got to be strong for everybody. Right. Uh, there's a situation where literally people tell men, you know, you have to be strong for the family or whatever situation. You're not allowed to show emotions because at that point, you're supposed to be bigger than everyone else to kind of protect them. Right. In a sense. You know what I'm saying? You'd agree with that? I would agree with that. Um, I think that leads to so many problems, specifically with men and like the way that they deal with aggression. Uh, I'll turn that shit inwards and look at myself. I'm the kind of person where I'm super chill. I'm relaxed when it comes to everything. Most things don't bother me usually, but I have a breaking point where for no reason, the smallest thing can set me off. And the reason that happens is because, and if I'm being real, I'm not able to fully express how I feel about certain situations all of the time. Cause I've always been taught to just, you know, suck it up. It's okay. Don't worry about it. That makes sense. I, I, I'm kind of the same way in a sense. Um, uh, able to endure a whole lot but once it gets to a certain point you know it's probably no no more holding back and that's where we always have a problem um you have people who tend to lose control because they've tried to forcibly hold things so long the truth is a dam only works for so long when it's up against some kind of force right you keep pushing stuff against it eventually it's going to break and i feel like that's what we run into right um 
one of the reasons why I know you wanted to discuss this topic was because we keep seeing all of these crazy fucking things happen on social media. Right, right. Uh, we had the gentleman. I didn't. I never watched the video. I just didn't click on it. But right. the gentleman that got killed on Facebook Live. Um, people who do these things that do it clearly for attention, but for some reason they snap. I can't just say that somebody's crazy, but I can say that they're clearly going through some shit. Now, are you speaking of the guy, the the young man that did it, or are you, are you talking about the the incident with the guy from Cleveland? I don't know the difference. I didn't know that there were two. Okay, so yeah, so um, I guess maybe two weeks ago, uh, a boy, he's a, t- a teenager, I'm not sure where he's from, um, but he, you know, they said he was a good kid. Um, but he may have may or may not have been hanging around the wrong crowd. So he was on, on, on Facebook Live or maybe Instagram Live, one of them live streams or whatever. And um, he was just live. And I guess somebody said, you know, uh, dared him to do something with a gun. He had a gun in his hand and he ends up shooting himself. I guess his mother or and sister were downstairs. They immediately run upstairs to find him, you know, basically out on the floor. Um, it was still going live because I, I assume he drops the phone, you know, on impact. Sure. And it was still going live. And it was said that the, the, the viewers that lived in a neighborhood walked up to his house, you know, to try to see what was going on. Cause they had told what was going on. And the, the sister told the mother, I believe to, you know, look at his phone and, and hit the, you know, hit the off button, you know what I mean? Stop, stop it from streaming. And uh, so basically, he he killed himself on on, on live. That happened. Um, I, I believe that was a you know an accident where he just was playing with the gun. Shouldn't have been having it. Um, I know they did post last week that uh, Shaq um, took a you know he found out you know of course he's seen the situation. He's actually paying or or paid for the funeral or something. Okay. Um, but the other situation was the, um, I guess the one that you're probably talking about with the, the man from Cleveland, um, that shot the, the, the elderly man and were, you know, clearly he had some type of mental issues going on and he said that, you know, he was at his breaking point and, uh, you know, he shot the man and then I guess he ended up pulling the gun on himself, um, maybe a day or two later and, uh, somewhere in Pennsylvania, I guess he fled uh ohio and you know and went to pennsylvania and then shot itself so with that right um that's the incident you're right that i wanted to kind of touch on uh and it's one of those things where there were probably warning signs and i'm not speaking specifically to that gentleman because again i just think that's a terrible incident right and again i didn't watch it i didn't want to necessarily see it i thought that that's just the realm that I don't necessarily want to touch. But when we turn it inwards and we could look at people that we know, um, I feel like clearly there are warning signs that people have before they break. Right. Um, and this might be personal towards you, but have you ever felt depressed in a situation, a, a time period? Um, I have. Um, I have. Uh, it kind of runs in my family a little bit. You know, as far as um, not mental, just the, you know, not mental issues, but, you know, being depressed and, you know, stuff like that. I don't think that's something that runs in families. Well, I think that everybody goes but, through but, it. So, like, but, nah, that's where I'll, but I'll you stop. know what I mean? Like, yeah, I get so it. It, 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 well, it seems like a, 
it's happened to a lot of family members. Okay. So if I if I can word it that way, you okay. know, instead of saying, "Oh yeah, it's hereditary," okay. you know what I mean? But uh, yeah, I'm, I've definitely had several instances where I've been depressed, you know. And how do you feel? Um, feel down, you know. Feel kind of out of it. Feel like I might not want to do nothing, or even if I go out and do something that I'm not, you know. 100%, you know, as I really would be if I was, you know, in a better better place or better space. So when you're usually like that, do other people react to it or do people just kind of let you stay in that space? Um, or do people even know when you're dealing with it? Two-part question. De- depends who the person is. I mean, if somebody's close enough to you, sometimes you can't conceal it as well as you would think you would be able to and then sometimes you can be around and nobody will even know you know but I'm kind of I talk you know I I don't mind saying oh you know this is what's going on and this is what's affecting me so did you see any warning signs of it with yourself or did you just say like yo like one day like man I just been down lately um any warning signs I won't really say any warning signs um you know I think for everybody certain instances in life or just have you down it doesn't matter you know what the situation might be uh you don't know what's going to happen daily you might wake up one morning and be like oh i plan to have a good day and by the end of the day you've had the worst damn day you've ever had in your life and you can be down about that but I think that there's probably a difference between being down because I feel like we all have bad days. Right. Good right. days and bad. And then there's the I'm actually depressed. But see, here's the I've thing, though. A you string know, of those days. Right. Well, you know, when sometimes when you have one bad day, it, the next day could be bad and it can it can continue. I mean, sometimes you can be overwhelmed by so many things and that can can cause the depression. I mean, suppose on Monday you lose your job. Tuesday, your girlfriend breaks up with you. Uh Thursday, you find out you don't have that much money in your uh, in your bank account. Friday, you know what I mean, your car breaks down. All this stuff can happen in one one week because it's, these are realistic things. Right. And you can feel like you're having the worst week of your life or the worst time, you know, in life. And by then, you know, it, you go from being down to actually being depressed, you know. Okay. So when I asked you that, I was looking and thinking specifically of myself. Okay. Um, usually when I'm depressed... If I'm keeping it real, uh, my sleeping hat patterns are terrible. Like I wake up mad late in the morning. Like I have insomnia. So right. I'm up at like yeah. two thirty, three o'clock yeah. every night for no reason. Me too. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Just yeah. mine is racing. Um, the other big one for me, and this is pre ankle injury, Darrell. So anybody that's coming at me, like F you, but pre ankle injury me, if I was depressed, like my basketball game went to, to hell. I can't buy a jump shot. Confidence is on zero. Right, and I'm right. usually very confident, like, oh, I know I'm going to bang this next shot in. Yeah. All of that's gone. I'm like, nope, mad hesitant, don't really want to touch the ball. I'll run up and down the court with you, but eh, if I miss that first shot, it's a wrap. And I can't get that back. Right. So, you know, as silly as that sounds, those are the things that I've recognized within myself um, that tell me that there's something going on and I need to address it now so that it doesn't get worse. Right. Yeah. Um, other question I'll ask you, uh, solutions. Have you ever been to a therapist? And I'm not talking about like, you know, 
a group therapist or something with like a, a spouse, a girlfriend, whatever, just you yourself? Um, no, I haven't. Um, Why not? Just keep it real. Is it because of the stigma associated with it? Like, yo, I don't want to see a shrink. No, not I don't at all. Medicated. I would see somebody. I mean, I I used to when I when I was younger, I had anger issues. I did see somebody about that, and the anger issues, you know, kind of stemmed from like you know stuff that was going on, and it might and it kind of was a, about some type of depression. So I guess the the answer would would be yes, but it was a. It was a you know long time ago. Um, it's hard to say. Ago. Like yeah, I'm curious more about the adult stuff. Like yeah, but I mean, well, I was an adult by then. I, okay. I was an adult, you know. Okay. But it was like early early twenties. Okay. Um, you know, stuff with uh, I, I think my grandfather passing away, and you know, my mom being sick. So all of that, you know, it caused some type of depression, but it also made me angry. Okay. You know. Um, and so I had to had to address the issue um, accordingly, and so I did, you know, see somebody about that. Um, you think it helped? Oh, anger wise, it definitely helped. Um, I actually went to uh, a counselor at church, so it was broken down. Instead of it being all one sided with just like, oh, this is what you need to do blah 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 it was related in also terms that was spiritual as well which could you know i you know could help me a little bit better you know get to you know the point in which i was trying to achieve which was not to be angry at all you know the depression part you know sometimes you, you can't help but you know what happens you know it is un, unforeseen events every day so you, you I mean you just don't know what's going to happen but at least with the anger part, you know, I was, you know, pretty, pretty good with. Okay. So I too, um, as an adult, a few years ago, uh, I decided to see somebody. Right. Um, I think the reason that I did it was because I felt like everything around me was kind of spiraling out of control. Right. Uh, it wasn't necessarily me. Um, I was in a good place personally, but so many things that I felt like I had no control over were just going in a terrible direction. Right. Uh, grandmother had stage four cancer ended right. up passing. That was really heavy on me. Right. Um, was up and down with various women, which you know right. can cause you to have certain issues. Uh, definitely saw like a really good friend of mine. Um, a few months prior had passed. Right. That was heavy on me. Mm -hmm. So because of all of that, I just felt like. I've tried all of these things. Normally, you know, if I keep it real, if I'm feeling bad, hey, let me go to the gym. I'll get some jump shots up, even if it's just me by myself, and that just makes me feel better. Right. But see, but you see how that happens, though? So you had one situation after another. So while one situation might make you down, look how you were overwhelmed. Right. Now, you, now you, you're going into a stage of like, oh, man, I'm kind of depressed. You know what I mean? Because I've had one thing happen after another. It's true. Uh, so that led me to... I didn't go on um, the church route, and I just went with uh, a guy that had, you know, a PhD. Right, right, right. Uh, right. Was a licensed therapist. Um, I don't want to diss the guy because I think the he did he accomplished his job. Uh, I certainly went for, let's say, like maybe like two months out of the summer. Okay. You know, we had sessions every week. Right. Uh, copay was forty dollars a pop out of my pocket, but. 
ultimately speaking, um, I think that it was helpful for me. A, the biggest thing, or I'd say like the best thing about the entire thing was that it allowed me to speak to somebody that didn't have bias or any connection to the situation at all. Yeah. Um, with my man not actually knowing any of the players and any of the things, I also had to tell myself the truth about how I felt and what exactly was going on. So a lot of times I feel like we as people can lie to ourselves about any situation yeah. and make up our own reality on something. Yeah. Um, and I mean, even if you're talking to the, to whoever's helping you, I mean, if you're not fully truthful, how is somebody supposed to help you? That's the thing. And so because of that, you know, I was very honest with the guy, even when it was, wasn't always flattering to myself. And because of that, I feel like that's what helped me kind of get out of that situation I was in. When I first started going, you right. could tell something was clearly off with me and yeah, my personality, yeah. right? I'm always happy-go-lucky, like I'm chill, and I wasn't that. By the end, you could definitely see um, just kind of, you know, how I progressed. I didn't have to get medicated or nothing because nothing was that bad. Right. But certainly just talking to the dude was great. Um, now, on the downside, I would say, so uh, you may not know this, and I don't want to front. I'm unapologetically a black gentleman. You know what I'm saying? I'm African-American. Uh, I went to a white guy, like a white um, therapist. Right. Again, he was dope, but there were certain aspects that I probably, sh it would have been better to have like a black person. Oh, yeah, totally. I mean, you know what I'm sometimes saying? Sometimes, like, depending on who you go. I don't know if a man or woman would have Well, I mean, the whole thing but, is sometimes the person has to be relatable. Right. And he couldn't relate to certain situations just because, yeah. one, he was older. And that's not to knock him, because again, he he accomplished his job. But but but, you know, things can be you know are different, modern. You know what I mean? Right. Times change. Right. You know what I mean? So right. While you might have thought you know he could you know help you with all your issues or whatever, and while he may have helped you with your issues, he can't really give you the insight that you might want fully because you know maybe he's not your your same race or same age or you know it's different different things right so uh by the end of um my time with the gentleman we you know we would come up with a list of things that we wanted to accomplish like weekly right uh if it was me you know writing something out or kind of dealing with a certain situation or again like i said realizing a certain truth that i didn't necessarily want to see those were all things that i had to go through to get back to myself so, um, as we move on from that, my question to you, why do I feel like most people aren't willing to do that or sit down with somebody? Um, and this isn't just me throwing out some shit because I'm saying like most people, it's a fact that most people aren't seeing therapists. No. You know what I'm saying? Like, and again, I don't know if they'll help for all situations, but what is it about that profession and just talking to somebody that's outside of the box who may or may not agree with your perspective or how you feel about something that you're not willing to do that. I personally think that people think that they associate that with being crazy. That's just what I personally think. Okay. They think, Oh, if you go see somebody now, clearly there's, you know, is a difference between, you know, psychiatrists and a psychologist. So, you know, I guess one can prescribe and one right. doesn't. So I guess based upon which one you see, you know, but, you know, if they associate, you know, psychiatrists, they're like, oh, well, you know, I'm, yeah, I'm 
might be crazy or somebody might think I'm crazy or whatever the case may be, possibly. My whole thing is at the end of the day, you have to talk to somebody. You can't keep bottled up feelings inside because if you do, all hell could break loose. You never know what could happen. You might want to end up hurting somebody else or you can end up hurting yourself. Um, it's kind of messed up when, you know, you, you, you have to get to the point where you would want to hurt somebody else or even hurt yourself because, you know, and in every instance, you know, talking may not even do it. You know, you might feel like if you talk to somebody, you might, you might actually need some medicine. I mean, maybe you do, maybe you don't, you know, but a lot of times talking about certain situations help. Now, maybe you don't want to talk to a doctor, you know, you know, do you have a good friend you could talk to? Do you have, you know, uh, a parent or, or, or a mentor or, or a pastor or somebody that you look up to that you don't feel, you know, that will, you know, give you bad advice or that you can, you know, feel freely to talk to, you know, because like I said, you have to give accurate information to a person in which, you know, they can give you, you know, good feedback. So I, I think that one of the things that I want to remind people, um, there's obviously different versions of the truth. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's my truth, there's your truth, and honestly, there's probably what really happened that's somewhere in between it. If right, both right. people are being honest. Yeah. Everything's based on perspective. Yeah. So I don't want to say that, you know, I want people to tell their version of the truth right. um, and how that affects them. You might not necessarily have a situation where you can tell everything or you feel people will judge you. At the end of the day, you got to be truthful with yourself. Right. Because if you're not, you said this earlier, how can you get better if you're just still lying to yourself? People do it every day, though. That's the, that's, that's the problem. Like, I've done it myself. And I realized that I didn't get better to something until I stopped lying to myself about what the situation was. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not perfect. Most of us aren't, but you got to realize at some point, like, yo, turn it on, turn the mirror in. And that's not even saying that you might be at, at fault for something, but you, you definitely have to recognize what it really is and not the lens that you're looking at it through. Right. I mean, but you know, the thing is sometimes it depends on the situation. Like there's a lot of situations in which almost everybody would be depressed about, I mean, or down about, I mean, you can take death of a loved one, you know. And I'm not, you know, nobody's going to be giddy or happy about, you know, that happening. That's not going to make somebody happy or feel feel good. You know, you might get down in the dumps or depressed, you know, if somebody you were close to or loved and or if somebody's sick that you know and, you know, you can't do anything for them. I mean, it's certain things that, you know, you might have to let time, you know, kind of heal that wound. But still talking to somebody about what's going on might help so i know we think that talking to people is something that you know honestly will help everybody um what's some other stuff that you think can help people because ultimately that's what i'd like to see this session kind of do if people were afraid to kind of step outside the box that they're going through something they don't necessarily know how to handle it i'm just trying to give them something that they can kind of reach to and say like all right Maybe I'm not comfortable talking to somebody. Uh, what else can we do? Because, I mean, like, we can't medicate ourselves. Like, 
drugs and alcohol and all of that really aren't going to help the situation. Well, I mean, no, I mean, that makes it worse. Once, once, once your high comes down, your, your problem is still there. Right. You know, so you definitely can't do it that way, which most people try to do. I right. mean, and you know, it is what it is. Um, I think at one point or, or, or you still do it. I mean, um, writing, you know, can be a good form of an exercise, at least to kind of put, you know, if you're not talking to somebody, at least you're talking to a pair. You're just writing out your emotions. That can be a good form, you know, to, you know, maybe, you know, maybe help somebody out a little bit, you know. can start there. Um, sometimes you just got to do things to get your mind off of it. Um, I know you said, you know, even though you said your game was, was horrible when you used to go, you know, play ball when you're depressed, at least you might, you, might, you know, your mind might have, not been fully on the situation but it's, it tries to snap me out of it right exactly so you know i you know when my grandfather passed you know, i used to go to the to the gym and play ball every night while i was while i was going through it while you know i used to still think about it it kind of you know helped a little bit just to keep active you know i mean i know the problem is still there and um it's not going to erase anything but at least it kind of helps me it soothes my mind a little bit to be be active and trying to kind of doing something that you know can can help me out. But did you have the same problem I did? Uh, probably no. But you know what? When I when I played, <laughs> I actually played by myself. You know what I mean? I I chose to kind of go you know to shoot by myself, kind of kind of to think and kind of meditate a little bit. But so did you play by yourself or you shoot by yourself? Because if you said that you was playing, I'm gonna call you Shep from um. Uh, what's the drink? Uh, above the rim. Above the rim. You know what I'm saying? Nah, you scared I, that you lost nuts, so. Nah, 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 nah. I just shot by myself. Okay. You know? But, yeah, okay. man. I mean, you know, any form of something to get your mind off of can be helpful. You know, and, and I feel like some people do that. But also, for me, I just feel like people shouldn't be ashamed to talk to somebody if you, if it need be, you know. And that, like I said, it doesn't have to be a, a professional. You know, uh, if I would rather talk to somebody that I confide in and call a friend as opposed to keeping stuff in myself. You know, I'd rather tell them and maybe get some feedback. If I really if I really call you a friend, then I expect you to and I and I really trust that, you know, you can give me some some real insight. So we could have real talk all the time. Right. And this, you know what I'm saying? That has nothing to do with like this podcast. But you and I will just talk about something. Right. I certainly know that I could talk to you about anything that I go through and vice versa. Like, like we've literally right, done right. that. Yeah. Um, but I also feel like that comes from a place where you've known me forever. Right. <laughs> like, you know when I'm full of shit. You know when I've done something wrong. And you'll tell me, like, yo, what you did wasn't okay. Right. Um, that's, and that's what I'm saying. You got to have somebody that you trust that's going to call you out on your own shit. Like, all right, man, whatever. You, you ain't yeah, but being... does everybody really have that kind of friend or friendship? Because even people that I've been close with, I'll be real with you. Right. There have been situations where I've seen friends do stuff and I'm like, this isn't good for you. And I didn't step up and say something. And I felt like shit about it. After the fact. After the fact. Where I could have probably saved this person some heartache, some headache. And I let it happen mostly because of me being in my own head. Um, real quick example I had a real good friend of mine in college he listened to the podcast yo what up so story was he had this girl that he was really uh, into graduated from school 
he went to where she lived and, you know, they tried to continue their relationship from college. Uh, we fast forward that years later and he's like, yo, why didn't anybody tell me that that was a bad idea? I knew he was doing it. I knew from the jump it was a bad idea. I ain't say nothing because I'm like, yo, you know how he is. He's just going to do what he wants to do. Everybody was looking at me like, yo, Darrell, say something to him. And I didn't. And that's the thing that I never want to do going forward. But that was my feeling as a friend. You know what I'm saying? Like, So I feel like or even if you, somebody's close with you, you can screw that up. Or do you feel like in that situation, you had to let him learn on his own? Nah, I wasn't. Let you learn what? We all young. I don't want to let you learn nothing. If, you know what I'm saying? Right, if okay. I could tell you something... And honestly, it's not. If I tell you now, nah, I don't think it's a good idea for you to move somewhere. That's not going to stop us from being friends. Right. We still going to hang out. We still going to do all of the crazy stuff we doing. At the time, all we did was played Madden, Halo, played basketball, party. Right. That's it. That was life. You know what I'm saying? So like, well, yeah. I mean, I guess. I guess the thing is, if if he does still move after you had the conversation with him, that's on him. Then he has to learn on his own. Right. You 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 know you spoke I did my your piece. Right. Yeah. So. But again, that's what I'm saying. I dropped the ball as a friend by not telling him. Like, I should have said something. So, and I mean. And surely it didn't work out, correct? It didn't. Okay. You know what I'm saying? But I, there's no telling what he, which way he would have gone if I said something. But I should have. But, but so you totally felt like it was the wrong move. Oh, everyone felt like it. Oh, it wasn't just me. Okay. This was a universal oh. feeling throughout the crew. Okay, okay. You know what I'm saying? But. We all kind of let him go down that path. And again, because we were close, I feel like I let him down by not saying something. So I fast forward and take that lesson that I learned from that situation and just different discussions that we had. Right. Where if I see you going down a path, whether you like it or not, I'm going to say something. Now, you always know that I'm coming at you from a space of like, yo, I love you. You're my dog. You're my right, boy. Right, right, right. We're like family, so I'm not trying to see you in a bad position, and so that's probably why you accept it for me. Well, yeah, because you always start. He always started off by you're probably not going to like this, but <laughs> but the same like the next person can't necessarily tell you that. You know what I'm saying? Well, like yeah, everybody, they can't because you're not going to trust everybody's. You know what somebody else says. You're like, all right, because you never know why they're telling you that. You know, they could be just saying it just because, or everybody doesn't have your best interest. Just even even if you call him a friend, you know what I mean? Everybody's not your friend. Right. You, and see, that's the thing. Just because you call him a friend, I mean, I'm telling you, very few people will do the same thing for you that you'll do for them. So true. That is so true. Um, So I want to kind of recap a little bit of this. Uh, I think that at some point we need to discuss how we're raising young boys and the men. And what we're allowing them to kind of pick up on and saying that them having feelings is not okay. Right. Um, that I'm not a parent. I know you're a parent. Uh, right. but you have a little girl, so it's different. But being a parent, uh, that's something that I would honestly say or that I'm going to look for, like when I'm a parent, if I have a little boy, yo, it's okay to feel a certain kind of way. Well, I think, I think it's okay to feel a certain way. I think people try to mix it up with, okay. You can't have feelings as opposed to a little boy playing with a Barbie. Like, it's not the same thing. Not at all. And you know what I mean? They, they're like, oh, well, you know, if you're doing that, he'll yeah, probably. Yeah, nobody wants to. You exactly. know what I'm yeah. So. Not at all. They're not the same. Um, I also agree that you probably need to, if you're experiencing something, you need other ways to kind of deal with it. 
right. whether that's some kind of physical activity, uh, whether that's you writing, whether that's you getting creative with something and figuring some kind of situation out, you definitely need an outlet that helps you. Vacation. I mean, something, rela- something, yeah. you need something relaxing, something there to get your mind off of it, you know? Yeah, that's true. Um, quick story time. Uh, I was laid off from my job in LA in 2010. A week after being laid off, I remember going to Miami. It was a trip that I had planned anyway. Right. Girlfriend at the time was like, yo, you should just go. Have a good time. Me and my boy are down there just kicking it. I spent mad hours just on the balcony of the hotel, just looking out at the ocean. And it was something that was so common about that. So when I got back home, I was good. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was super depressed. I knew that the Because it puts you in a better space. You're right. So even if it's something like that and it allows you to have a, a different outlook on stuff and it gets your mind off of it, I will 100% agree with you on that. Yeah. But that's a good one. Um, I'd love to say that people should talk to somebody professionally. Like if you can't get somebody that's professional, uh, again, I agree with you. Get a friend. Get somebody that you trust, a mentor, somebody that's in your corner who is on your side for the right reasons. Yeah, because keeping it in just isn't healthy at all. I mean, you know, as people, we try to be strong. Some of us are, some of us aren't. But, you know, keeping stuff in and it'll just, you know, continue to build up. And at some point, it's going to come out. And when it comes out, you know, you never know how it's going to come out. And that could be because of a, a bad relationship or because, you know, something happened to a loved one or, you know, Anything can happen. I mean, even a guy in, in Cleveland, I mean, I think he said something about it. You know, his girl took him through some stuff and, you know, he blamed his mom and then said, his, you know, his boys wasn't there, you know, when he tried to talk to him. I mean, so clearly he was saying he had nobody to talk to. I, I want to address that in so many ways, but I don't think it's fair because I don't really know the situation. But I will say this much. Um... Did you see, uh, it's a Netflix show on, um, it's the 13th something, and I... I'm, I'm going to check it out. I, okay, uh, yeah. So, yeah. like, you essentially see the fall of a girl and how depression affects her and just right. what happens at the end. And I'm not trying to spoil anything. Um, but at the end of the day, she felt very much like that gentleman where she didn't have anybody to turn to, and so that's what caused her to do the things that she did. Uh at the at the least, I don't want to see anybody end up like that where they feel like they don't have anybody. People, and I can promise you and tell you this, you don't think you have anybody, there's somebody in your corner that's down for you. That's generally always the case. Yeah, I mean, you need to find these people. I honestly personally think if I probably wouldn't be around today if I didn't have good friends to talk to. I mean, I've been that depressed before, so, you know. Well, I'm glad we've been here to keep you around. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, this is a heavy topic for us, but I think this is one of those things that just needed to be said. Uh, this is another episode of The Real World. Please find us everywhere that you can find podcasts. We are on the iTunes Store, Google Play. We are on TuneIn. We are on Stitcher Radio. Leave any comments and questions for me at the SoundCloud, or you can send them to therailworld at gmail.com. It's been another one. See you next Wednesday. We Peace. out.